Welcome to the Michael Rivero What Really Happened radio program. Welcome to our show today. It is Wednesday, March 1st, uh, 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 2023 here. And, uh, of course, the month of March is uh, uh, basically uh, named uh, for Mars, the planet uh, in the sky, which is also the god of war. And that's why the style of walking that you do going off to battle is called marching. And a little bit of uh, history there for you. Anyway, it's another really, really busy news day. And uh, uh, we've got uh, a lot to uh, uh, go through here before we open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room taking care of business. And uh, let's get right on into it here. Now, getting back to the Ohio train disaster, uh, the government is doing nothing so hard as pointing fingers at each other in dealing with this crisis. And we've been hearing uh, the Biden administration and the Democrats and Pete Buttigieg all saying, well, it was all Donald Trump's fault. He changed the rules. And as one of our callers pointed out yesterday, Biden could have changed him back the instant he came into the uh, office, but he failed to do so. He was uh, uh, too busy, uh, uh, you know, uh, dialing down the Keystone XL pipeline. And uh, the Washington Post actually did a story where they reviewed every possible regulatory change made under the Trump administration and found that none of them contributed to the East Palestine train derailment. And uh, this was a a review published Monday by Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post. So uh, the Washington Post uh, appears to be uh, going back to, like, doing real news finally. Uh, Meanwhile, Erin Brockovich is uh, trying to uh, polish up her fame, you know, uh, sort of get herself back in the public eye here. Uh, She's down there in uh, East Palestine. Uh, and uh, basically saying uh, she's calling on the highest levels of government to be honest with those affected. And I see what's going on here, Brockovich uh, said to Tucker Carlson. You can explain away all day long to me that nothing wrongs, but I see what's going on here. You're not going to gaslight me. And, of course, if you remember Aaron Brockovich and uh, her uh, crusade, if you will, against Pacific Gas and Electric, a big part of what she was dealing with was the fact that they were covering up the dangers of hexavalent chromium. They were telling all the people uh, in the town, no, it's fine, it's it's a... you know, a different form of uh, 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 chromium, and I won't do you any harm whatsoever. And getting through that cover-up was a big part to finally getting uh, PG&E to do right by the people in this town that that they poisoned here. And uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, Biden is still trying to ignore East Palestine. He uh, went off to Baltimore, and uh, apparently Senator J.D. Vance uh, you know, is also kind of ignoring his uh, constituents uh, uh, because uh, he just left for a fundraiser out in Hollywood. You know, he's, you know, forget about the uh, derailment here. Uh, I'm off to La La Land and I'm going to hobnob with the stars and so forth and so on. All right. Now, yesterday we were talking about this horrendous winter storm uh, that swept across the northern part of this country and how Lake Arrowhead got between five and six feet of snow. It, It's a record. It hasn't snowed like that in decades. And now we're hearing uh, that a lot of the towns in the San Bernardino Mountains uh, are now basically isolated. They're blocked off. You can't get to them. Uh, One that I remember that's probably uh, having a great deal of difficulty is Wrightwood, uh, where I spent a lot of time there when I was uh, uh, working at the Table Mountain Observatory. And uh, so people are rationing their food and their supplies because they don't know where when they're going to get, uh, you know, uh, transportation restored to the outside world. You know, gosh darn, that human-caused global warming. All right. Now, uh, Pennsylvania Republicans are demanding that Democratic Senator John Fetterman either appear on camera and demonstrate he is still capable of doing his job, or failing that, he should resign from his federal office. Now, the Democrats are trying uh, to drag this out into August in order to avoid a special election, which they could use. Uh, But Fetterman has supposedly been in the hospital for nearly two weeks, supposedly for clinical depression, and uh, there has been no update on his condition. He's at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. 
uh, and uh, it's basically, uh, uh, you know, there's no information coming on out. So the Washington County, Pennsylvania Republican Party uh, did a Facebook post on Monday saying that it refuses to take assurances from the office of the senator or Democratic operatives that Fetterman is still able to carry out his duties. Certainly he is not doing so at the present time. And as a reminder, Fetterman's wife took their kids and drove up into Canada, which seems like kind of an odd thing to do if Fetterman is in the hospital only for depression. Uh, but if he is, in fact, brain dead or dead all the way, uh, I can understand a mother wanting to get the kids away to a different environment, help them you know, deal with this uh, tragedy uh, in the gentlest possible manner. All righty. Now, uh, normally working for a presidential administration is a big deal. It's the highlight of your uh, resume. And once you've worked at the White House, uh, you know, you, opportunities present themselves after you leave the job. Uh, the exception is the current administration. Uh, Biden's White House has been a disaster, and quite a few top staffers uh, are leaving, often for lower-ranking jobs in D.C. Uh, one rising liberal star went from being mayor of a southern city to one of Biden's right-hand women, uh, but she learned the hard way that working for Joe is a dead end, and she is now also turning in her resignation uh, at... Uh, uh, the White House. Okay. Now, a little bit of news. They were having the mayoral elections over in Chicago, and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her re-election bid. She came in third out of a field of eight, and uh, the top two are going to go for an additional runoff uh, a little ways down the road. But Lori Lightfoot is definitely out and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, uh, she's, you know, the race baiter in chief and she just lost to a straight white man on the last day of Black History Month. And, uh, uh, of, of course, you know, uh, all sorts of people are cheering Lori Lightfall's downfall. The National Fraternal Order of Police celebrated Lightfoot's defeat. And uh, former Chicago Public Schools and Philadelphia School District CEO Paul Vallis and second-place candidate Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson both beat Lightfoot, setting the stage for an April 4th roundoff. And so what did Lori Lightfoot do when she learned that she was losing her job as mayor? She blamed racism and sexism. You know, what do you expect? I'm a black woman. You know, of course they were going to vote against me. You know, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with the terrible job that she was doing uh, for Chicago. All righty. Now, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio is wondering why the Department of Justice still has not appointed a special counsel to look into Hunter Biden and his business dealings, his corruption, his, uh, <clears throat> you'll pardon the expression, artworks uh, and uh, the materials on the laptop. And, uh, you know, he points out if one of Donald Trump's sons had done even a fraction of what we already know Hunter Biden has done, Democrats would treat it like it was a matter of national security and everybody knows it. All right. <clears throat> now, the FBI director, Chris Ray, uh, in an interview yesterday, said that the Bureau is not in the business of policing the truth on social media platforms. This, of course, is directly contradicted by the revelation in the Twitter files that the FBI put pressure on Twitter to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. So Chris Ray is lying to us. Imagine my shock. And, uh, you know, more trouble for Hunter Biden. Uh, his high-powered defense lawyer uh, has now quit. Uh, Joshua Levy, uh, who's a criminal defense lawyer, has left his legal team due to unease and dissent within the team. Now, Levy had been hired to oppose congressional investigations into the Biden's uh, business dealings, but it's unclear why he no longer wants to represent Hunter. Uh, the legal team consisted of at least four lawyers, and Levy's departure may have implications for Biden's ongoing legal issues, which includes an investigation into his tax affairs. So we'll see what's going to happen there. Now, over at the White House, uh, the uh, administration has issued a new directive. When Vice President Kamala Harris enters a room, all visitors must stand up and applaud her. 
Uh, apparently, people are just not all that excited to see her, and uh, we're just sitting and kind of ignoring when she went up to the podium. Uh, so now they're being ordered to do a big deal and, and clap like trained circus seals and everything when she walks into the room. <clears throat> anyway... Now, there was an interesting little story, uh, and the Gateway Pundit reported it. They gave it the headline, Did Speaker McCarthy Just Pull a Huge Bait and Switch? Now, the gist of the article is that Tucker Carlson and his staff are not allowed to record or remove any of the January 6th surveillance footage from the U.S. Capitol. Uh, they are allowed to freely look at it and request particular clips, okay, and they're saying, oh, they're already trying to pull it in. No, what's actually happening is McCarthy has granted access to the Capitol security footage to the January 6th defendants, and so everybody's going to have to go to this viewing room, look at the footage, and request the clips they need for either their new show or their defense of the January 6th uh, protesters, and uh, I think it's a fair way of dealing with it. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from then on out. And, of course, the Democrats are out there saying, just release the tapes to ABC and NBC and MSNBC and CNN, you know, and let them show you cherry-picked clips, you know, to counter what Tucker Carlson is expected to do in uh, the near future. Now, uh, yesterday, Republicans on the House Oversight Committee shot down multiple proposed amendments by Democrats on the committee that would have weakened a bill that aims to curb federal coercion of social media platforms. They still want to have, you know, the ability to go on in there to, to uh, Facebook and Google and YouTube and who knows what all else and say, no, you will not, you will not let that be seen. And... Uh, uh, the GOP has shot that down, uh, at least for the time being here. Now, this is getting a little bit interesting, okay? Uh, the top GOP donors are getting ready to meet with GOP candidates for president, and uh, this is at a donor retreat in South Florida this coming weekend, but they did not invite Donald Trump. Okay, he is apparently the deep state spoiler. Nobody wants him in the White House. Republican, Democrat, Independent. Uh, the Pentagon doesn't want him there. The defense contractors don't want him there. And, uh, you know, I admire his tenacity. Uh, and he's certainly leading in the polls. And, uh, uh, you know, I fear that something dramatic uh, may happen to him between now and the primary season. Meanwhile, out in Los Angeles, 1.2 million inactive voters have been removed from the Los Angeles voter rolls, so their, uh, their registrations cannot be used uh, to submit fraudulent ballots here. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about COVID. Uh, and uh, there is this uh, Anthony Fauci-backed British virologist, Peter Daszak, uh, basically came on out saying uh, that COVID, you know, didn't come from a Chinese lab. You know, it may have actually come from a hedgehog. I am not kidding. That's what he's actually saying, and he's claiming that a study by Russian scientists uh, claimed that bat coronaviruses can infect hedgehogs and create entirely new strains. Uh, you know, basically, they're, they're, they're trying to get us away from the lab leak in Wuhan, China, not because they want to protect China, but because of the fact that all of that work being done at Wuhan was being directed and financed by the United States government, specifically the National Institutes of of health. Now, this next story is a, a little bit alarming. Nearly 500 people from Washington, Oregon, and Idaho gathered at the Wenatchee uh, Convention Center in Washington State on Saturday, January 28th, to hear and share stories about injuries and deaths from COVID shots. And what they had was a free heart screening there where everybody, all those 500 people, could get their heart checked on out, they found 53% of these vaccinated people had varying degrees of myocarditis, including two active-duty U.S. military pilots. This is a real huge mess, which is probably why the government is already rushing uh, to uh, indemnify everybody who was involved in this mess so you can't sue them. 
All righty. Uh, there is an article coming out of Full Measure News. It's called Conflicts of Interest. And it basically starts out uh, confirming that polls are showing public trust in the scientific establishment, primarily the medical establishment, has suffered tremendously in the wake of COVID. And that's prompted many to ask questions about conflict of interest. And uh, so this article looks at the issue of government scientists collecting royalty payments from pharmaceutical companies for discoveries made while being funded by the taxpayers. Now, normally you would think that if uh, the uh, scientists are working on a U.S. government grant, you know, it's a work for hire. And whatever they come up with belongs to the American people. Uh, but no, these scientists are developing what the government wants, and then they're being generously rewarded with these royalty payments from the pharmaceutical companies. That's certainly a good way uh, to make sure the scientists are creating what you want them to create and not wandering off into something that might actually help people. So uh, the data is shown at OpenTheBooks.com is that every year the National Institutes of Health doles out about $32 billion in federal grant making to 56,000 entities, and that basically buys you the entire American health care space. Okay, and uh, because of all this funding, the National Institutes of Health accumulates great influence with the power to decide which scientists and projects get those taxpayer billions. Okay, it buys you a lot of friends, it buys you a lot of allies, it's called the golden rule of science, whoever's got the gold decides the science. And obviously there is a financial incentive to stay on the establishment narratives that the uh, National Institutes of Health disseminates on public health policies. Okay, and uh, yeah, we've seen a lot of that. Okay, <clears throat> now... Um, we're dealing, uh, or the media rather, is dealing with a credibility crisis. It's been building for a long time. You keep lying to people and they stop listening here. And uh, you remember that uh, when the, the uh, lab leak theory first came on out, you know, they were out there, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's been completely debunked. It never happened, so forth and so on. Now you have the FBI and the Department of Energy saying that, yes, it was a lab leak, uh, probably accidental. And so, uh, you know, when COVID first appeared, I theorized somebody dropped a test tube and I was soundly thrashed for it online. So I'm expecting an apology from the thrashers any second now. Any second. Going to get those apologies any second now. Any second. I'm going to go have a beer. Anyway, <laughs> now China... Uh, is warning Elon Musk against sharing the Wuhan lab leak report. This is being reported by CNBC, so take it with a grain of salt. And uh, CNBC's Eunice Yoon reported that the warning uh, came from the social media pages of the Global Times, the English-language subsidiary of the Chinese government-controlled People's Daily. And... Uh, uh, the Global Times warned Musk that he could be breaking the pot of China after the Tesla and Twitter CEO responded to tweets that asserted the COVID pandemic originated in a Wuhan research laboratory. Well, I'm, you know, in favor of free exchange of knowledge, and Elon Musk should share that report, along with the documentation showing the work being done at Wuhan was directed and funded by the United States. Wuhan is only the midpoint in this story, okay, between instigators and those who actually carried it out. China's just midway. You know, they were doing work for hire. And uh, as I mentioned before, FBI Director Chris Ray joined Britt Bayer on Special Report on Tuesday night and uh, basically nonchalantly admitted uh, that the FBI had thought for years that it came from a lab leak in China. And you never saw that on the corporate media. All righty. Following uh, FBI's uh, Director Ray's confirmation uh, that the FBI has concluded COVID escaped from a lab, Senator Josh Hawley is calling for the U.S. government to declassify all the intelligence related to the origins of the pandemic. It's never going to happen, and we all know why. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we really have a right to know. All right, we've got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back.
Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Einstein once said, Future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. If you've got the money, honey, we got the bombs. We'll plant them anywhere you like and blow up anyone. Whip this world into a frenzy, killing babies, dads, and moms. If you got the money, honey, we got the bombs. If you got the money, well... We won't say we did. Welcome back to our show here. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about the uh, lab in Wuhan. Uh, It's a BSL-4 lab. It's basically China's equivalent of Fort Detrick. And uh, even after the Wall Street Journal reported on the Department of Energy's conclusion uh, that COVID came from a lab leak, uh, the White House is sticking to its narrative on COVID-19. It came from a wet market, came from a bat cave. It's caused by global warming or whatever they're going to say here. And uh, the, the reason, you know, is very obvious. They don't want people looking into what was going on in Wuhan because eventually you follow the money, it tracks back to the United States of America. And uh, whatever was going on in that laboratory, it wasn't the government of China that was doing it. It was our own government, you know, with that whole gain-of-function research. And, uh, again, uh, the White House is backing the narrative uh, of the Chinese Communist Party that no one should view the lab leak reports as a reason to blame China. I don't blame China. And China had nothing to do with it. They were just contractors, like the, the biological weapons laboratories that they found out in uh, uh, Ukraine. Now, over in Hollywood, and uh, having worked there for a lot of years, I'm not too surprised at this. It turns out that somebody somewhere was able to get their hands on blank vaccine cards. 
a whole bunch of them, not copies, not counterfeits, actual official uh, cards. And there is now a counterfeit vaccine card network. So all these big movie stars and celebrities that were out there saying, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. I've been vaccinated. And they held up a card. It was a phony. Okay. And... uh, yeah, and, and, and of course, it was also a result of the studios uh, imposing uh, their vaccine uh, mandates. You know, you had no career without mRNA certification. You had to be vaccinated just to get on the studio lot. So these are actual cards purloined from a hospital pharmacy where the vaccines were sold and included batch numbers but without names. So they're contraband cards, and they're all over Hollywood right now. Getting on back to the Wall Street Journal, they are doing some good reporting on this issue, and we need to pay attention to them. Uh, One of their editorial board members Sunday uh, basically called out the press and public health officials, uh, you know, saying you've spent three years disparaging natural immunity, but there is overwhelming evidence supporting it. And uh, in the Wall Street Journal piece, three years late, The Lancet recognizes natural immunity. Alyssa Finley wrote, The Lancet studies vindication of natural immunity fits a pandemic pattern. The public health clerisy rejects an argument that ostensibly threatens its authority. Eventually, it's forced to soften its position in the face of incontrovertible evidence, and yet one does not, uh, and then one does it. And yet not once does it acknowledge its opponents were right. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death. That's what they found in the Lancet study. And we already know from other research that was done, the immunity conferred by the mRNA shots weakens rapidly. In the matter of three to six months, it's just like you didn't have the shot at all. All righty. Now, Dr. Deepti Gurdasani, uh, this is a, uh, he was a clinical epidemiologist, is a clinical, rented lips, epidemiologist, has come down with COVID-19. Now, the good doctor has been vaccinated six times and always wears a mask uh, and did so even after the arrival of vaccines and treatments. Okay. And uh, apparently the good doctor had a major meltdown uh, after being told that uh, she had COVID. You know, I can't have COVID. I had the vaccines. Well, (laughs) fooled you again there. All righty. In sort of semi-related health issues, uh, it's been more than a decade since the Deepwater Horizon disaster. And uh, the workers uh, that were on that platform and the workers who were involved in the cleanup are still dealing with illnesses. And now they're saying they want British Petroleum uh, to pay for it. Okay, and uh, a special agent for the Florida Department of Environmental Protection uh, was assigned to patrol 14 miles of panhandle beaches on an all-terrain vehicle, alerting cleanup crews to new slicks from the Deepwater Horizon. He was working 16-hour shifts. He said the air felt greasy. The ATV splashed up oil, soaking his clothes, hat, and boots. The smells were horrendous uh, coming from the ocean, uh, this chemical smell there. And, uh, you know, it's like the first responders on 9-11. Remember, the EPA said the air was perfectly safe for you to breathe here, you know, even with all the asbestos that had been in the World Trade Towers. And uh, they're all still suffering prolonged uh, lingering illnesses as well, which is probably what we're going to see down in East Palestine, Ohio. Getting to the international news. Uh, A poll has uh, shown that 73% of vets view Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal negatively. Well, I'm surprised that they even got that many to say, yes, it was uh, handled well. we got to take a break for commercials. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Well, they're stealing down on Wall Street and in Washington, too. You know, it makes me wonder what's a guy on Main Street to do. I've always tried to be an honest, upstanding kind of guy. But I must admit lately, I thought about giving something else a try. Oh, I want to be a pirate. I want to sail the seven seas. Yeah, I want to be a pirate. Welcome back to our show here. We're talking about the international news. Now, over the last few days, Ukraine has uncorked a massive drone raid uh, inside Russia. Uh, there, there were multiple drones yesterday, one of the drones uh, causing a fire at an oil depot. We reported on that on yesterday's show. Uh, another hitting just outside Moscow, which is going to be making them very, very nervous. The attack on the oil facility happened in uh, Taup's which uh, lies about 150 miles southeast of the Crimean Peninsula, with Reuters citing local media to report emergency services put out a fire at an oil depot in southern Russia overnight after a drone was spotted flying overhead. Moscow, of course, is pointing the finger at Ukraine for the series of drone attacks inside Russia, and uh, you know, I don't think anybody else is involved yet, but you know, we don't know uh, who's actually uh, fighting there. Meanwhile, uh, Germany uh, is sending two air defense systems to Kiev, and uh, the CEO of a leading German military contractor, Armin Pepperger, is saying this is leaving Berlin unprotected. Now, he's probably saying this because he wants to sell Germany some new uh, air defense systems, uh, but... 
yeah, we're seeing uh, all of these countries in the West are, are cutting into their own stockpiles uh, to send Ukraine weapons, which are being just ground up and used for target practice by the Russians. And even more alarming, a lot of these weapons are now being captured by Russia on the battlefield. Okay, and uh, this was admitted by a top Department of Defense official uh, yesterday. And... Uh, under Secretary of Defense for Policy Colin Call claimed Moscow was capturing American weapons and selling them on the black market. Actually, I think it's far more likely, at least with the uh, more high-tech weapons, that Russia is in fact taking them apart and studying them and uh, learning to develop countermeasures. Now, over in Switzerland, uh, their centuries-old tradition of neutrality is putting up a bit of a roadblock uh, for Western military aid to Ukraine. Now, Switzerland is home to a mature weapons industry, but it uh, lives on the principle that it stays out of foreign wars. So Switzerland's adherence to a ban on the export and re-export of weapons and ammunition to conflict zones is blocking NATO countries in Europe from giving Ukraine their stocks of Swiss-made ammunition and arms, none of which are easily substituted. So Switzerland is starting to, well, they're standing on principle. They've, they've always had a, you know, we're neutral. We don't get into wars here. We're into chocolate and banking and cuckoo clocks here. Uh, meanwhile, more anti-war protests uh, springing up all over uh, Europe. Uh, we talked about the ones in uh, Italy, uh, other protests in Germany and France. And uh, so it is definitely spreading. People are just tired of all of this. They're tired of the cost of war. And uh, <clears throat> they don't see this war as benefiting them in any way. Ordinary people do not benefit from war. The defense contractors benefit from war. The politicians and leaders and rulers benefit from war. And uh, the rest of us, we're just left to sort of, you know, grin and bear it. Uh, but we're not grinning anymore. All right, now, the uh, Belarus-exiled opposition claimed on Sunday that partisans in Belarus destroyed a Russian A-50 military surveillance aircraft in an airfield near Minsk. And uh, so uh, uh, this is, uh, hang on, let me get the name here, uh, Franak Viakorka, an advisor to opposition leader, Svetlana, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, uh, who's currently in Lithuania, and he receives uh, support from the United States uh, to do what it is he's doing in Belarus. Alrighty, uh, over in the Jerusalem Post, uh, there is an article, Iran can make fissile material for a bomb in about 12 days. And they claim a top U.S. Defense, Defense Department official said uh, yesterday, and... Uh, Undersecretary for Defense uh, uh, Policy Colin Call made the comment to a House of Representatives hearing when pressed by a Republican lawmaker why the Biden administration had sought to revive the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. And uh, Call said, you know, Iran's nuclear progress since we left the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action has been remarkable. And uh, basically, uh, they're, they're saying, uh, you know, back during uh, the accord, it would have taken around about 12 months to produce one bomb's worth of fissionable material. Now it would take about 12 days. Now, we have been hearing from various parties, uh, usually connected to Israel, as in the Jerusalem Post, uh, that Iran is just days away from having a nuclear bomb, and they've been saying that since 1984, and it hasn't happened. So I would take this one with a grain of salt, okay? Anyway, uh, down in Israel, their finance minister, Bezalel Smotrich, has announced his intention to declare an unofficial settlement outpost near Nablus as state-owned land in a move that is likely to stoke further tensions in the occupied West Bank, because uh, that is supposed to be occupied Palestine, not Israel. And uh, if this uh, move passes, this would turn Aviatar Outpost, which was established more than two years ago on Palestinian land, into an official Israeli settlement. So that's continuing to go crazy over there. Now, the North Korean government warned last Friday uh, that the joint U.S. and South Korean military drills in and around the Korean Peninsula may be considered a declaration of war should they continue. Okay, and uh, they're basically considered to be hostile actions. 
And so we're getting closer to a big bang over there as well. Meanwhile, according to this article coming out of SCMP, uh, the uh, Beijing's reunification plan for Taiwan is now on a fast development track. And uh, Beijing will speed up its reunification plan for Taiwan, a deputy to the top legislature said ahead of its annual meeting that starts uh, this weekend. And uh, so uh, they're, they're really pushing for reunification and everybody is spoiling for a fight. Okay, now, uh, we mentioned yesterday how Nigeria was having elections and they were encountering the same problems that we saw in 2020 and especially 2022. Uh, you know, uh, long, long lines, uh, you know, weird ballot problems. And then we found out that Stacey Abrams somehow had wound up uh, supervising the election. Well, now they're backing off and saying she was merely an election observer. That hasn't really had much of an effect because both of the major parties are saying the entire election has to be redone. Okay. All right, talking about the economic news, up in Oregon, a proposed bill would provide the, uh, the Oregon homeless population $1,000 per month that recipients could use at their own discretion. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's great they're doing something about the homeless people, uh, but 1000 bucks is going to be, unless you have roommates, you're not going to get an apartment for that. But again, there's no restrictions where some of these homeless people could just spend the money on drugs. We saw that over in Portland, you know, where they're just living on the streets in these tents and, uh, you know, any money that they're being given, they just go out and they buy drugs and stay stoned all day. And they're, apparently that's, uh, you know, life for them here. Okay, now the Environmental Protection Agency recently gave a Chevron refinery the green light to create fuel from discarded plastics as part of a climate-friendly initiative to boost alternatives to petroleum. But according to agency records obtained by ProPublica and The Guardian, the production of one of the fuels could emit air pollution that is so toxic, one out of four people exposed to it over a lifetime could get cancer. And Linda Birnbaum, the former head of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, said that kind of risk is obscene. The risk is 250,000 times greater than the level usually considered acceptable by the EPA division that approves new chemicals. Chevron hasn't started making this fuel yet, uh, according to the EPA. All righty, getting on to immigration. Uh, the Republican-controlled House Homeland Security Committee held a hearing yesterday to examine the border crisis, hearing testimony from various witnesses, including Rebecca Kiesling, a grieving mother whose two sons had died of fentanyl overdoses. Other witnesses included Penal County, Arizona Sheriff Mark Lamb, Robert Tranchell, a Yuma, Arizona hospital executive, and David J. Beer, Associate Director of Immigration Studies at the Cato Institute. And uh, basically, the sheriff was saying when illegal immigrants uh, are asked why they cross the border, they always answer because Joe Biden said we could. And he said that's the reality they're dealing with every single day. Okay. Now, over in uh, Chicago, and this may change now that Lori Lightfoot is on her way out, uh, apparently a whistleblower has confirmed the Chicago Housing Authority is ignoring homeless Americans on the streets in favor of pri providing aid and ho housing and comfort to illegal aliens. Okay? And, uh, you know, the mayor of Chicago has not signed the bill for Americans to be permanently placed, uh, according to one homeless whistleblower. And... Uh, uh, another homeless man said, they told me those migrant families were a priority over us. That is absolutely nonsense. Americans have to come first, first and second and third. And then maybe down when you get to 19 and 20, you, you know, if you've got something left over, uh, you, you can pay for the illegal immigrants bus tickets back home, which is really what should be done here. Now, over in Denmark, they've really had enough of the uh, open border situation. Uh, they have changed their, uh, uh, their immigration criteria. 
uh, and uh, they are now reducing asylum applications by 82% and dramatically cutting immigration. And uh, so, yeah, they've had enough of this nonsense, and uh, they're going back to being a nation with strong borders, which is what we need to do here. All righty, a couple of uh, articles about guns and gun rights. The Pentagon commissioned a report, and the report basically went out looking at the uh, epidemic of suicides among our military-serving people and came back with the recommendation uh, that uh, veterans should have their gun rights restricted in order to uh, prevent the suicide. Well, common sense is going to tell you that if they don't have access to guns, they'll do something else. They'll hang themselves, they'll take an overdose of drugs, they'll slash their wrists, whatever. Uh, But, you know, this idea of taking guns away from military veterans has been floated before under a completely different excuse. And the idea is that uh, the government wants to disarm that segment of our population uh, that is already trained in combat ahead of a potential conflict between the government and the civilian population. So this is another way to try and remove Second Amendment rights from the uh, uh, serving uh, uh, military personnel. All righty. Now, there was an interesting comment by a judge Uh, the Oregon Court of Appeals has struck down the Second Amendment Sanctuary Ordinance in Columbia County, uh, and uh, this was an ordinance that was uh, defending uh, support, uh, was being supported by the Gun Owners of America. And the real surprise, though, is that Judge Egan came on out saying that uh, any Second Amendment protection laws are racist and anti-Semitic. And uh, in the opening pages of uh, his opinion, uh, Egan wrote down, in other words, interveners came before this court and referenced U.N. mandates, which, as explained below, is a well-documented trope meant to invoke white supremacist, uh, supremacist anti-Semitic fear of a takeover of our country by outsiders and minorities who are uh, manipulated by an elite class of supervillains. So that's uh, his justification for keeping gun laws in place. Uh, because supporters of the Second Amendment are white supremacists, uh, racists, and anti-Semites, so forth and so on. Now, this leads to an interesting article that came out of Zero Hedge, and it's called A Nanny State Idiocracy When the Government Thinks It Knows Best. And uh, it, it basically is saying, you know, that government in its quest for total control over all of our lives have really gone over the edge And, you know, they're passing laws that are just absolute silly. For example, there's an animal welfare bill introduced in the Florida State Legislature that would ban the sale of rabbits in March and April, prohibit cat owners from declawing their pets, make it illegal for dogs to stick their heads out of the car windows, force owners to place dogs in a harness or a pet seat belt while in a car, and require police to create a public list of convicted animal abusers. Okay? Now, a Massachusetts law prohibits drivers from letting their cars idle for more than five minutes on penalty of $100 or 500 for repeat offenders, even in the winter. You know, and you do want to warm up that engine and powertrain gently if it's really cold. So this overbearing nanny state despotism is what happens when government representatives uh, adopt the authoritarian notion that the government knows best about everything and therefore must control, regulate, and dictate almost everything about the citizenry's public, private, and professional lives. Well, the government doesn't know best. Uh, Global warming, one example, Afghanistan, another, so forth and so on. Meanwhile, uh, on Monday, Stephen Miller's America First legal group filed a lawsuit uh, against the FDA for allegedly withholding records detailing the off-label use of hormone treatments such as puberty blockers by underage children. So the government is in on this whole transition. Let's, uh, you know, mutate our children uh, and so forth and so on. And, uh, uh, yeah, the Freedom of Information Act's purpose is to ensure an informed citizenry vital to the functioning of a democratic society, needing to check against corruption and hold the governors accountable to the governed. 
And uh, yeah, we're we're seeing so much about cover-ups and secrecy and pushing of agendas and uh, little regard for ordinary Americans anymore. I mean, if you're one of the special privileged minority groups or genders or orientations, you know, the government's going to take really good care of you. Uh, If you're a straight, white, heterosexual male, you know, they, they have no need for you whatsoever. All righty. A Christian teacher out in California lost her job after refusing to comply with her school district's gender policies, uh, citing Christian beliefs, and she's blowing the whistle on the expectation she felt as a teacher to not only hide students' gender transitions from parents, but to actually lie to the parents as well. Uh, sorry, that's not what teachers in school are supposed to be doing. Remember reading, writing, and arithmetic? All right, we got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process Peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, Mexican, the Snowflakes, and and Stay strong, truth tellers, truth tellers. Stay strong, stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Working two jobs is never seen to me. She often goes hungry so her babies can't eat. Fatherless son wears torn clothes to school.
And welcome back to our show. We're talking about education, political correctness, and so forth. And a Washington State school district was called out Friday morning after one of its teachers professed their favor toward keeping secrets about school children from their supposed Christo-fascist parents. I guess that's the uh, new term for parents concerned about their children's education. So uh, Karen Love is a faculty member at Auburn High School in Auburn, Washington, who evidently thinks highly of herself as an arbiter of what parents should and should not know about their school-aged children, so much so that she wasn't shy about publicly sharing her view that it is a teacher's responsibility to disregard policy and even laws about parental rights to protect the progressive agenda. They really are, uh, you know, that fanatical about it. And um, the uh, America First Legal's Ian Pryor drew attention to this story and said, Parents, check your school district's policy regarding keeping info about your child's secret from you. Uh, that should absolutely not be tolerated anywhere in this country. Parents have every right to know what's going on with their children in that school that, after all, their taxes are paying for. All right. Getting into uh, transgenderism, a girls' high school basketball team in Vermont withdrew from the state's playoff tournament last week because it refused to play against a team that had a biological male on its roster. Okay. Now, the number 12 seed Mid-Vermont Christian School girls basketball team forfeited their game against number 5 seed Long Trail because the team did not believe it was fair to play against a transgender athlete. So they're taking a stand and they're walking their talk on that one. And it isn't fair for women to have to com- biological women to have to compete with biological men. It, it absolutely is not fair. It's, an, it's a joke, in fact, what it is. All righty. Now, the uh, Santa Monica Malibu School District uh, is discussing a bylaw change to hide gender change info from parents and open up uh, girls' sports to boys. And uh, there was a meeting scheduled. Actually, it was uh, on Monday night. I haven't heard the results of that. Uh, But, I mean, there really is a war going on in our schools uh, between traditional education, reading, writing, and arithmetic, which all the students are doing terribly at, and all this progressive gender stuff which is being force-fed into their head. Okay, now a federal appeals court has blocked a West Virginia law that bars biological males from playing on girls' or women's sports teams. So this ridiculousness is continuing. Uh, Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, uh, an English teacher said he included close-up photographs of penises, vulvas, as well as a video of a woman in sexual ecstasy in an optional sexuality class. And uh, the school said they're going to stand by him, uh, that this is uh, perfectly okay to be teaching uh, kids uh, in uh, the school, especially in an English language class. I'm sorry, that's just a little bit weird there. Um, Meanwhile, Republicans have uh, introduced a bill to ban pornographic books in schools. And this is being introduced into the House. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Corey Mills, and George Santos are co-sponsoring House Resolution 863, an amendment to Title 18 of the U.S. Code that would prohibit a publishing house from knowingly furnishing sexually explicit material to a school or other educational institution or agency. And, uh, yeah, it's time to stop that. Uh, Anyway, we're going to take a break here. For uh, station identification, we're going to open up the phone lines here, 512-248-8252. And there's the music there, dimly in the background. Right back. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.